0: Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu.
1: Welcome back. We are live, live from the beautiful beaches here in Fort Walton. Yes, we're taking a little bit of a vacation. But nevertheless, never, nevertheless, AYS on a Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on your television, on your phone, we are here and we are live. Hopefully, hopefully, though, you can hear me. Let me make sure you can hear me. Yeah, you can't hear me. All right. Had to make sure you guys can hear me. Every time we go live from a different location, you know um, things can always go crazy. But nevertheless, they, we are live from the great state of Florida. Had a good time uh, these last couple days with my wife, Megan. My son, Ben, met up with uh, some of the Bill King guys, Georgia Dog, Irish Bill. Uh, It's been a blast. So we'll be here tonight and tomorrow night, and then we'll be back later on this week. Uh, I think Thursday will be the show that we'll be back live in in studio. have a lot of things going on. So very excited uh, for the show tonight. Late kick Josh, Josh Pate, joins us at 7.30. The future college football commissioner joins us at 7:30. Going to kick a lot, uh, a lot of football around with him. There are no off seasons, so got a lot to kicking into it with him. He talked about LSU recently, about his first time experience in Death Valley. We'll touch on a lot of things with him. Brian Kelly, the Brian Kelly fit, what he thinks about that, got, and then we'll just go around the SEC and college football. Uh, with him but nevertheless before he gets here we will kick it around about all things LSU LSU having a big week men's basketball beats Missouri uh, a really bad Missouri team nevertheless they still win Kim Mulkey has her team into the top 10 into the top six and she calls out Sam Elliger in the entire state of Texas by saying basically we're not going to Sam Elliger this thing so Kim Mulkey's already in her bag of tricks Uh, We will talk about the Lady uh, uh, Tigers. Brian Kelly's philosophy working around the building and to the players. Some sourcing we picked up this weekend that we will touch on around the football team. So a lot to get into uh, here. And then at the end of the show, we will do the Rudy Pooh of the week. Yes, I haven't forgot about the Rudy Pooh candy ass of the week. We'll do that, too. So let's get to a couple of comments before we get started, Steve Ryan says, going to Fort Walton in April. I'm telling you, man, the water's clear. You know, they call me now the Steve Irwin of jellyfish hunting. They're all over the place, but I'm just, yeah, 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 hi, yeah. Like my name's uh, Daniel Caruso and the Karate Kid, making sure these jellyfish don't hit my two year old. You best believe it. You best believe it. Uh, Anthony says, "Blake, you're in my town. I'm offshore this week. All right, I love it. I love it." Um, Dion Black says, "Private school," and he's responding to Big Pressure, who says he's in the building. The um, who is the private school uh, commissioner? We're talking about commissioners of uh, future commissioners. He will be the Louisiana commissioner of all private schools. What's up, Big Pressure? Uh, Donald Kelly says, your mic sounds good. Nice check, one, two, one, two. James says, hashtag, ask Blake, you're in my town right now. Go Tigers. All right, man. We got a lot of people from Fort Walton, the Emerald Coast, checking in. How about that? How about that? And Pooh Bear checks in. He says, son of a beach. I love it. I love it. Creole King says, throw me something, mister, as it is Mardi Gras week. Yeah, it's Lundy Gras, y'all. Y'all think we forgot about Lundy Grawl? Get out of here. Got some good uh, Craig Schilling, who is inside monitoring the chat right now, says, ah, we are live. Here he is right here. We got a special edit from Mr. Schilling on what he did for us. We'll be posting that tomorrow. Really, really good. Aunt Marshall, Kenny, Carl, all in the building. So let's do this. Let's get started. Let's pay some bills around. Well, maybe not this thing, right? Maybe it helps us. A little pleasure, a little business, but nevertheless, it's been a good week. So let's pay some bills, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno & Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, we've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. It's really the first place I go to place all my bets. It really, it's the only place I go for all of my bets. Parlays. Prop bets, whatever you want to do, it's right there on BetOnline. Guys, everything, anything and everything is on there. Football season is right around the corner. We start spring, fall will be here before you know it. We have baseball, hopefully, but Rob Manford's a Rudy Poo. We'll see if we have some baseball, but we do have some basketball and a lot of live things, and the best place to do it is BetOnline.ag. If you haven't signed up today, do that at the end of the show. Use your mobile device, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code believe B L E A V. That's B L E A V, and let them know that your good friend Mr. Blake Rafino, over at AYS sent you on by. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> All right, I-, I forgot to say this too. Everybody joining us, there's a lot of you on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube right now. Everybody hit the like button. If you're on Facebook, hit the like button, hit the share, share it to your own social media pages, share it to your social media and, and the Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, there's a lot of you monitoring right now, uh, about over 100 of you. Do us a favor by hitting that like button and hitting the share. We would greatly, uh, greatly appreciate that uh, for you doing so. All right, let's get to a couple comments, and then we'll, we'll get rolling. Um, Kyle says, you went on vacation during Mardi Gras. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not a big Mardi Gras fan. I, I mean, what? throw me something, mister. No. Uh, Dion Black says, we are visor state. Now that we are, as you see, I'm wearing the visor tonight. The Brian Kelly special. He was handing them out at the press conference like hotcakes. Just joking. No, he wasn't. Chill out. Baton Rouge Media, chill out. I didn't get something that you didn't. Relax. Relax. (laughs) All right, let's kick it off for this weekend. A couple things I want to touch on before we get to the comments and Josh Pate joining us uh, at 730. Look, it was a great weekend for LSU Athletics. Great weekend for LSU Sports. Kim Mulkey, we can start off there. Guys, I I don't know how else to say this, but the transformation of Kim Mulkey and this lady women's basketball team is absolutely amazing. Absolutely, and, and, you know, the funny thing is is Kim came in here saying, give me a couple years to win. Give me a couple years to win. And they're already in the top six. So, you know, now with the transfer portal and everything that we have going on around college athletics – I think it might even put more pressure on coaches to win immediately. I, and I'm not, I I know it's difficult in other sports, football, baseball, basketball, etc. And I know Kim Mulkey had some pieces, but what's the excuse for everybody else? She's making it very difficult for a lot of people. They played South Carolina tough. They played South Carolina very, very uh, close there to the end, and I'm sure they'll meet each other down the road, probably in the SEC title game, if I had to assume. But regardless, she's absolutely killing it. And we'll continue to cover, root, monitor everything going on with the Lady Women's Basketball team because she's absolutely just slaying the game. Absolutely slaying the game. And it has a lot of people excited about women's basketball around Baton Rouge. You saw when the girls got off the plane You had people there greeting them. She is making things change around really and truthfully basketball in general for LSU. Now, Wade has had some success, but she hasn't had the success that Kim has, and nobody's been waiting at at the airport for the men's basketball team after a big win. It's not a shot at Will Wade, but she has people believing in what she's doing, and you got to give Scott a lot of credit for being able to reel in uh, Mama Bear, Kim Mulkey. Uh, look, we can kick it around to baseball and basketball, too. I, you know, Thursday I, or Saturday morning, I, I kind of lost my mind a little bit and lost my cool, but I felt like it was needed for Will Wade. Uh, if you miss the show, go back and, and, and watch the Saturday morning show, but I did lose my mind on Will Wade. But it was kind of me trying to come out and say, hey, man, you're going to have to make some changes. Now, they beat a very bad Missouri team, only up by six at half, looked really sloppy. Xavier Pinson looked sloppy in the first half. Had multiple turnovers that led to Missouri points. They cleaned it up in the second half and all they go. But we'll talk with Ty Richardson, who covers Arkansas tomorrow. LSU has a big game Wednesday against the Razorbacks. They go up to Bud Walton Arena crazy things happen up at Bud Walton. Did y'all see by the way? <laughs> uh I forget who Arkansas played Saturday. But uh a Arkansas fan mooning a player while he's trying to shoot a free throw. That's what I that's what I'm talking about when things get a little crazy at Bud Walton. Arkansas fans want something uh to cheer for. They want something to cheer for. So, regardless, um, it's going to be tough for the Tigers. Arkansas might be one of, if not the hottest team in college basketball right now. Going up to Bud Walton is going to be tough. If LSU pulls out a win against Arkansas, I would be shocked. Guys, I'd be shocked. I'd be a little bit more than shocked. Um, What's more than shocked? Perplexed. A good, that's a good pub uh, private school world word for you. How about um no, we'll go with perplexed. How about that one? I feel like you would I feel like you would read the word perplexed in a Harry Potter book, too. Havada cadaver! <laughs> uh Look, and we'll get to uh, LSU baseball. And I see Ant, and Ant said, and he's kind of joking a little bit because of what goes on in those Twitter spaces. He says, hey, Blake, can we talk some LSU baseball? Look, they did great. And like I'll continue to tell you, I, there's not a lot that, look, we can read off the box scores. We can read off this. We can read off that. But I'm not going to get overly excited uh, about this baseball team yet. I thought that there were some things that they did really good. But I thought that there were some things that they did bad. But this weekend, when LSU goes to the Shriners Classic, it's going to be a, a telltale sign of what this baseball team is. Do you have depth pitching-wise? Can you hit good pitching? You can't get off to a slow start. Let's see what they do this weekend. This weekend will give us a, a better gauge of where this team's at. Um, having to play Southern Sunday night and a left fielder having to come in because a team doesn't have enough pitchers, and that's not a shot at Southern. They just, they're just they not as deep as other teams, uh, Townsend included. Um, I, I'm not going to get overly thrilled about you beating Southern 15 to nothing. Go out there and show me that you can go up against the elite of the elite, a.k.a. Texas, and yes, we make fun of Texas in football, but we can't make fun of them in baseball. Uh, let Show me that you can go out there against the elite and win. You'll play Baylor, Texas, and Oklahoma. You better win two of the three. You need to win two of the three. You can't win one of two. You got to change the guard of what's going on at the Shriners Classic while under Paul Mineri. So we'll see. And I'm going to get to BK and the philosophy change here too. But let's let's do this. Let's take a break um, from that. Get to a couple of these comments. And then I'll tell you what I'm hearing around – Brian Kelly. So Craig Schilling says Mark Cumbie, Spectrum ain't got uh got that reach in Hammond, much less all the way in Fort Walton. Yeah, we're using the uh I think it's it's either ATT or Cox here. That's what we're using. Uh Rick says Blake about to upset the LA uh Louisiana press corps with the visor gate. Ha. Huh. Yeah, they're gonna they're not gonna like that. They're not gonna like that. Rick also says, Blake, check out the O-line recruit who got an L H U offer, uh, Vauclair Flynn Jr. I call him IHOP because, dude, pancakes everyone. Yeah, I, I've taken a little bit of a look at him. See what they do there. Let's see what they do there. Uh, Big Precious says he needs a vacation. Well, Pressure, you, you got the money, Big Daddy. Shoot, you could probably buy this whole building I'm in. Shoot. Uh, Mark says, Spectrum is the main cable here in Montgomery. I really never have any problems here. Well, you <laughs> <laughs> Spectrum can be Rudy Pooh. Uh, Ryan Williams from the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. You can catch the special with Mike Jones Jr., who Mike Jones, officially sponsored by our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, 95386-7600. That's ninety 95- five. Three eight six seventy six hundred thedreawilliamslawfirm dot But Ryan Williams says, "Um, I probably should have brought a mouse. Not, and I'm not talking about Mickey, uh, computer mouse. But he says Alex Morris was ruled out for the SEC tournament. Would be impressive if they make the run in the SEC championship game. I agree. I agree. I completely agree there." Uh, Donald Kelly says, Will Wade needs a veteran assistant coach, maybe a former head coach to teach him some in-game adjustments. Uh, I agree with that. And look, like I said, I lost my cool. Um, I, I did, I did lose my cool on Will Wade Saturday morning, but I felt like it was necessary, right? Everybody joining us. I see a lot of people, new people joining in, hit the like and share button. Um, But I felt like it was going to need, like, at some point, someone was going to have to call out Will Wade. And you're right. Some of the the coaches that are on the staff now, um, you're on a chopping block. If Will wants to continue to progress, I love Tasman Mitchell to death. I don't know if that has anything to do with him. But whoever, you know, he's going to have to – look, it's a tough business. It's a dog-eat-dog world. And Will Wade's going to have to – cut some of these guys loose, or ultimately what happens is when you have bad coaches around you, then you get cut. Then you get popped, right? So we'll see. We'll see. Pooh Bear says our good friend Matt Trent interviewed uh, Malazzo. I saw that. You know, uh, before Sunday, Alex Malazzo led LSU's team in hitting. He was hitting over three hundred. Or no, he was second. I think at three thirty three, and then LSU played Townsend and uh, and Southern again. And it completely it corrected itself. Um, he's okay again. I don't want to overreact. I'm not going to overreact to anything until this weekend. Let let's and I'm not probably going to even overreact to that, right? And so, just you know, baseball is a long. I mean, guys, it's going to be a long, long season. A long season. Um, LSU, you know, there was a one point uh, last night against Southern that LSU had 14 runs on seven hits. Walks, errors, so many things. I I mean, you're playing, with all due respect, a a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to overly celebrate that. Uh, I do see some comments in here. I was going to put this in for Rufino's rants, but um, I I don't know. You know, I didn't really know how to feel about it, and I didn't really prepare a lot for it. Uh, But a lot of people are asking me about this grambling thing with Art Briles. Look, I'll just say this. We might talk more about it tomorrow. You know, Doug, let me – this is the one thing that I I know for sure for me. Doug Williams – Super Bowl-winning quarterback for the Washington, at the time, Redskins or Washington football team, Guardians, whatever they're calling themselves now, um, came out and did not support the Art Bryles hire. Uh, I think, and look, it was going to be my Rudy Pooh of the week, even though it just happened a couple of uh, weeks or a couple of hours ago. Grambling, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I, you know, I talk to guys like Ant. I talk to guys like Tony, who are listeners of the show, and I, you know, talk to them, and they have a very good gauge on the grambling, um, uh, you know, just on the hand of grambling, and I, I really don't understand it. You know, Grambling wants to win the grambling way. What, well, with all due respect, you're not winning the grambling way. When you have de- and this is just from a football perspective, I-, I don't mean it in any other kind of way. And I think that you guys know that. But if you want to win, you gotta do things to win, and you gotta give Hugh Jackson the right to win. Whatever you want to believe about Art Browse off the field, there are a lot of things that cleared him, there are a lot of things that he did wrong. Um I, I, s- I know and I know that there's some debate about him, but let me just say this. I can say that one of you inside this chat punched me in the face and called the cops and pressed charges on you if I write out an affidavit and a statement, and nine times out of ten, you have going to have a warrant placed for your arrest. Doesn't mean that it's all factual. We need to go get the facts. But it would, you know, Art Brow stepping down, quite honestly, I think is a little chicken shit from him too. Right? Like, bro, you took the... What did, what did you think was going to happen when you took this position? What did you think was going to happen when you took the position at Grambling State, an offensive coordinator at a college, much less. It's not like you've been back at high school. It's going to be major news. You know, him resigning, I don't think that it's necessarily putting pressure. You know, they're putting pressure on him to resign. But, I I mean, Grambling, what are you doing? It, it, it It looks really bad. Doug Williams, though, and let me get back to Doug Williams, Doug Williams coming out and saying um, that he's not in support of Art Briles. Meanwhile, he's taking a paycheck from Dan Snyder. With all due respect to Doug Williams, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And um, there's no other real way to label it. So uh, a university in our state hires a really good offensive coordinator. We all get excited for him. Look, they're going they're trying to do everything they can to win. They have alumni doing things in NIL that's extremely impressive. And then all of a sudden you hire a good offensive coordinator. Doug Williams has an issue with it. Some of the grand alumni have issues with it. And then you and then you force him to resign nevertheless. I I really don't have any words for Doug Williams. Quite honestly. I really don't have any any words for him. But if if that's what he wants to do, if that's what he wants to be known for, I mean my question would be is how much um how much does he really do for Grambling? Like why is he making this a stink now? Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Uh Pooh Bear says that Alex Malazzo is the best bunner of all time. <laughs> Uh, Ant says that Doug Doug Williams is a hypocrite. Grambling fans loved the hire. Yeah, and I, I just don't understand it. I see I saw a lot of people firing in those questions too. And, and and look, um I and I and I get it, but Grambling, if you you know, you know, here's the funniest thing about all of this. The funniest thing about and I, I'll speak to this and hopefully somebody can clip this if you're a Grambling fan, or really if you're just a fan of any sport. You know what becomes your way, meaning like well, let's win the grambling way, let's win the LSU way, let's, the LSU standard of performance. You you know what makes that go winning. It doesn't matter what your standard of performance is or the the grambling way or the, the, the southern way or the Alabama way. You know why the Alabama way is the Alabama way and it's so successful? Because they're winning. <coughs> Excuse me. If (coughs) oh dog Uh, excuse me, if Nick Saban (laughs) if Nick Saban wasn't winning his process, the process that everybody talks about wouldn't matter, right? Like none of none of that would matter if Nick Saban was just a short dude losing football games. But because he's got a receding hairline, he loves oatmeal pies, and he's winning national championships, we love his process. Tom Coughlin used to get purple on the sidelines because it was so damn cold, and they talked about his process because he's a winner. I don't get it. Uh, Lee says, "Hashtag fire Will Wade." Love hearing that garbage again. I don't see. I have. I have yet to see anybody say um, to fire Will Wade. Like I, I've yet to see that. Oh, oh, we got about three minutes before we get Josh Payton here. Let me get to this LSU football thing. Everybody, do us a favor, hit the light and sh- like and share. Late kick, Josh from Two Four Seven Sports is going to join us in about two minutes. Um, let me say this, and we've talked about this for a little while now. And I've had some fans and I've had some people DM me and they it really has been one of the bigger questions inside of the Twitter spaces. Um, for whatever reason, and I can't implement this enough or talk about this enough, is a lot of people have asked me, Blake, how are the current players taking to Brian Kelly's structure? How is the current players taking to the way that he's doing things? Guys, from everything that I hear, J- and, and and this is going unnoticed right now And something that we're not talking about is Jacob Flint, the new strength coach, really taking over this program while Brian Kelly's doing everything else. Um, guys not missing uh, weights. Guys really locking in and focusing on the program. Really, the coaches just being around. You know, like the assistant coaches, everybody being around and trying to buy in. Guys, you have nothing but winners on that staff. Now I could come out here and say, remember when I talked about? And this was about two months ago. I we talked about every single coach that Brian Kelly hired, and the only thing that, the one thing that they all have in common, even though that none of them have ever coached together before, all together in one place, is that they're winners. And look, we 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 had like four segments about that, and Brian Kelly has came out and talked about that religiously. It's going to take a buy-in not only from the coaches but from the players. And for right now, it would seem like there is a buy-in from players. Look, I don't – and I'm not trying to label some of these players that lift LSU when I say this too. You kind of trim some of the fat away, right? Like some of these guys you just needed to maybe let them go elsewhere, as tough, of, as, tough as, as it is to cut loose a five-star recruit in a five-star corner like Eli Ricks, guys, Eli Ricks might have been a problem in that locker room. And people don't like coming out here and talking about stuff like that. But look, if what do you want me to say? Well, Blake, he's a kid. Well, then what do you want me to say? Yeah, you know what? He was great in the locker room. He was a great team player. Mom was going out on local radio shows saying that her son wasn't transferring. Twelve hours later, he's in the transfer portal. Uh, th- four, a week later, he's at Alabama. What do you want me to say? I mean, you talk about, well, Blake, you can't talk about the kid, but you, you can't say anything about his camp and his parents talking about he's not transferring, going on a local Baton Rouge radio talking about it, and I'm just supposed to sit back and say, hey, maybe that's part of Brian Kelly's process of trimming the fat. God forbid I say it, right? These kids are buying in. And when you have buy in that goes along with talent, that can get you a long way. Can get you a long way. Okay. Um, Bailey Jones says that Brian Kelly is the best. Well, look, I I think he's really good at his job. And, you know, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about that with uh Josh Pate here in just a minute. But I, I think that there, was a, there had to be a culture change that happened at LSU. Ed, you know, the, the biggest thing for me and we've talked about this religiously you know, Ed Ortron's a great culture fit for the state of Louisiana. And how did it end? Stop talking to me about culture. Start showing me wins. Because you're 11 and 11, and you have a guy in the, a couple of guys in the a pair of guys on the defensive side of the ball, that are going to be in the first round. I mean, by the way, those same guys, you're dead last. Before you go against Alabama, you're dead last in the SEC and passing efficiency. <laughs> the culture. All right, all right, let's get to Josh Pate. Let's do this. Let's pay some bills, and then we'll get to him. None better than our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm and our good friends over at NordVPN. VPN. Guys, I got to tell you about my good friend, Carol Foss, over at State Farm, the greatest rates inside the state of Louisiana. Give him a call today at 985-395-4300. That's 985-395-4300 for all the great rates on auto, home, and life insurances. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And our good friends over at NordVPN. Guys, I've been telling you, and you guys knew this, after Hurricane Ida, we had such an issue with our streaming service, our security system, everything that we were doing for the live stream. Get over to NordVPN, and all of a sudden, look what's going on. Our service, everything we do is so great. And the great thing is it's not just from our desktop. We can do it from our laptops. And everybody that's part of AYS has it, and we're able to roll with a peace of mind. Use the Believe promo code BLEAV to get 70% off your first welcome bonus. Again, that's B L E A V over at NordVPN. Tell me good friend Mr. Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. All right, we're going to get it over to our good friend Mr. Josh Pate from 247 Sports. Josh, what's up, my brother? How are we doing tonight? Josh, can you hear me? All right, maybe we have some... Uh, audio issues with josh let's see we'll get him back in here uh in just a minute let me see if we can get him josh oh there we go he's going to come out and come back in let's get to a couple comments and then we'll get josh pate back in here uh blake he in your studio <laughs> probably we're just switching uh we're switching studios finally uh we'll we'll, we'll save that one we'll say we'll save that comment Um, Keith says, doesn't look like a, uh, Carol. Yeah. Mark J says, LSU will be more disciplined from this point forward. I agree that they will be more disciplined from this point forward. You know, I I completely agree, um, that they'll be more disciplined. So we'll see. Uh, Jason says, Blake, I love how you shoot it straight. Well, (laughs) I really don't know how else to say it. All right, let's see if we can get Josh in here. Josh, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. All right, here we go. So we're going to get over to our good friend Josh Pate over at 247. Josh, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, last time we made some waves when you were on here, but we have some comments flying in here from Jacob Cole. He says, finally, Josh Pate has come back to AYS in the rock voice. What's up, my man? How are you?
0: I'm good. Um, I don't know what just happened, but I, just as I was ready to, to pour my heart out and let you know how happy I am to be back, everything went, so, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, not, is that an omen? I don't know how to interpret that. I don't know how technology works.
1: Well, look, I, I don't know either. I, we've had so many issues since the hurricane, but nevertheless, you're here. We're going to talk about a lot of great things. The, the, for the future, college football commissioner is in the building. Josh, I got to tell you, dude, I love the listening to you, things that you put out about things you would change around college football. And I think it's, it's a great conversation starter. But one thing, even when you say that and we bring it into this studio, we bring it into this show, and we talk about it, for you, if I gave you a crystal ball, if I gave you one wish, one thing that you could change around college football to you, what would that be?
0: Um, things that I realistically think we could do right now. I'd really love to fix the calendar. You know, I, so it's two parts, but it's the same thing. I would love to fix college football's calendar where there's a lot more clearly defined structure to it. And I think the pro game gets this right. And I don't think the college game gets this right, right now. Um, Thank you, Mick, by the way. (laughs) I don't think that there's any excuse for us to just randomly announce schedules 10 years ahead of time. I don't I think there's no excuse why that is not owned as an event. Here's how I'd love to see that. I'd love to see right now in the SEC, I'd love to see right before LSU starts spring practice and Bama starts spring practice, I'd love to see a special on SEC Network primetime event where that year's conference schedule is announced. There's no no need for you to know who you're playing four years ahead of time. So I'd love to do that, but that's mainly, you know, from, let's say, a content and marketing standpoint. From the actual on-the-field game, we got to clean December up, man. December is a minefield right now. And I don't know that I've spoken to a single coach or administrator for that matter who is happy with the way the early signing period overlaps with. I mean, you just saw it because you guys just went through it down there. It's a mess. No one likes it. Okay. So then the follow up question is well, if no one likes it, why are we not changing it? Well, the follow up to that is well, we got a bunch of different proposals. We haven't really agreed upon one. Uh, but I'll tell you the one I've kind of been attracted to is. I like that early, early signing date. If you're going to have one for me, I really like it being in summer. Now, not only does that get it out of the way, you know, and, and that that achieves a bunch of obvious results, but I'll tell you what else it does. It really makes you step to the table when it comes to giving committable offers to kids. Right. You better be really sure if you're giving one of those 25 or so scholarships you got per cycle to a kid who hasn't played his senior year yet, you better be really sure about it. So I think what the net result would be there is the sure things, the surefire stud five-star caliber guys would still get their offers, and if they want to, they can still commit before their senior year. Of course, you can get out of that thing if your coach gets fired. I don't think we need, need to even waste time on that. But uh, I think that would – I mean, for, for me, selfishly, it would save the February signing day, but also it would just alleviate so much of this, this crap that is in December right now that really – we have the ability to get out of. We have created that. It's not like nature has thrust the December problem upon us. College
1: football has. Right. And, and you know, for a guy like Brian Kelly, and it's isn't an excuse, but if he does want to go to LSU, Josh, he doesn't have a choice. Like, he's going to leave his team behind. He, If he wants to make that leap, I mean, what does he do? And I agree with you. I think that that is one of, if not the biggest concern. And I do have to ask, though, because Rick brings this up, too, about NIL and transfer portal do you think that what you just said can alleviate some of that stuff too? And I don't know how it would alleviate the transfer portal, but at least – I don't know, Josh. I mean, maybe it it changes things when you know who your guy is coming in, but I don't know what really there is to do other than doing some regulations on the portal. Uh, but what's your thoughts on that? Well –
0: I'll tell you what I'd love. I would love for there to have been some structure before we went down this road, but we're already down the road now. Each of those roads, NIL and portal, are their right. own separate roads. But now that we're down those roads, listen. A lot of this still falls in the conferences' laps. I'm not one to look at the end like a lot of people look at the government to save them from all their problems, and a lot of people in college look at the NCAA to save them from all the problems. Right. I like to look at the conference level because the conference level is really where you get stuff done, and to me. That's disproportionately where a lot more of the power lies in college athletics. Now it's not in Indianapolis. It's in Birmingham, you know, if you're an sec fan. So right. what I'd love to do or what I'd love to see, I guess is understanding what the portal is uh, and understanding that there has to be a mechanism in here. There has to be windows. In other words, pretty much everyone agrees on that. And look, to be honest with you, I don't know that you get, I don't know that you'd get the kind of volume of pushback that people are scared that. they'd get on that. A lot of I people are terrified that. to do anything right now in the way of pushing back on Portal or NIL because they're afraid of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And I think on the NIL front, you absolutely do have reason to be scared about that. But when it comes to the Portal, man, what's what's the real threat we're running here from just mm-hmm. saying, look, we're still going to have this thing. But let's be reasonable. There are going to be windows. And, and one of those windows is not week five of the regular season. Like you're pretty much locked <laughs> into right. a team. I know that's a wild concept, but once you decide to play for a football team in a given year, that's pretty much it. You're going to be on a football team for that given year. And if you wanna if you want to throw up the deuces afterwards or before, that's okay. But I mean, there gotta be that's that is very reasonable. There's nothing nothing radical about that.
1: Right. And you know what's crazy, Josh, is you have teams like LSU, and we'll use Mir. I don't think LSU is going to be the only team in a bowl game with only 37 scholarship players. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's going to be something that you're going to continue to see when coaches leave and things like that. Like, what would Notre Dame have ultimately been if Marcus Freeman wouldn't have been there? You know, those are questions that I always ask. Uh, Josh Pate from 247 is is our guest. Fire inside your questions uh, right now. I do love Josh, and it's something that we talked about because Mike Jones, Jr., who is a current linebacker for LSU, joins us every Thursday. And we asked him the same question the day that you posted your video about, you know, hey, I'm driving back to Mobile after LSU game in Death Valley, and I finally get my hearing back. And he talks about the same thing. He goes, man, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, I finally could hear, (laughs) you know, after the Auburn game this year. For LSU fans, and I know that they hear this a lot, but for you, maybe not someone growing up in that atmosphere necessarily, when it was your first experience and be there, was it the most electric that you had been, like a, from a stadium, from a college perspective?
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm the most blessed out of anyone because the first time I'm normally at these stadiums because of what my job allows me to do, it's always big games. Right. I don't go to LSU and see them play McNeese for the first time. <laughs> I'm down there. I think it was Bama. I think it was a night game against Alabama. Saban's in there. It's the first game I've ever seen in Tiger Stadium. So I started at the 10th rung on the ladder and i started at the very pinnacle of what atmosphere in death valley is like and um you know i had heard all the stories about that place just like everyone else and you know i've i've been around the block a time or two in this conference now and nationally very blessed to be able to do that never right. take that for granted but i don't know um i don't know that there's another place in america And I say this very complimentary. I think you and I talked about this last time. I don't know of any place you feel more uncomfortable. And really, if you want to remove the filter, kind of unsafe. If you're not wearing (laughs) purple and gold, than at LSU. And again, that's a great thing. If you're a college football fan, that's what you want to hear people say. Uh, And it's not that, you know, you take a crowbar to the shin. It's not a Uh, Nancy Kerrigan situation per se. (laughs) But you're just, you're walking, you're walking through and you realize, um, I would hate to be an opposing fan here. And I certainly remember watching Bama's bus come in there and that thing rocking back and forth and just thinking to myself, it is so amazing that such pent up rage exists healthy, but pent up rage exists like this. And then it just pours out. And I remember that night it had to be, I don't know which year it was. It was a few years back. Uh, Jalen Hurts was still there to give you a time of reference, but I remember taking video on the sideline. And normally if you want to get loud video, you take that video on the first defensive series when the opposition takes the field because that's when that stadium's going to no be full throw. It didn't really matter that night. You just shoot it second and 10, midway through the second quarter, you know, <laughs> third and seven, late third quarter. It didn't matter. You just shoot video anytime, and I kept on sending it back home and everyone—that was when Apple had first come out with the mind blown emoji. Oh right,
1: and right, right. People kept sending me the <laughs> mind blown emoji,
0: partly because they wanted to try it out, because not much happens in Columbus, Georgia, to blow your mind. So a lot of folks that I knew back home wanted to wanted to try that thing out, and that's that's what I kept getting—the mind blown emoji. So yeah, and, and then this year I went to Penn State when they played Auburn, and that, that's that's 110,000 people. It was the whiteout game. Right. Now what I respected about them and where they have the market cornered is. The atmosphere, it's rabid, you know, it's loud too, but it's different in that I've never seen choreography. I've never seen a collectiveness. I've never seen a a kind of an all-in mentality of everyone participating, everything from like chants to there's just so much in-stadium activity in a Penn State game. But as for just pure, like guttural, uh, and should I say exuberance, yes, of emotion, nothing like it, nothing
1: like Tiger Stadium Saturday night. LSU fans are too drunk to be coordinated, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know they're not going to be that. You know, it's interesting you brought up that, and it's just transitioning that into Brian Kelly. And I know that you've talked about this, and, and we've obviously talked about this a lot. Do you think that he's ready? You know, because you talk about your first experience, and I know that he, can hear, he hears it a lot. But, I mean, Josh, if there's a third and one against Alabama on the 20-yard line, is he ready? You know, and I, I don't mean that. And, look, he's, he's an experienced coach. But man, I mean like it do 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 we underestimate him or is he really ready for that? And I, I think that he is, but it's a big there's some big shoes to feel when you're on there at third and one against Alabama.
0: You know, the guys that I think will be even more impacted are the assistants
1: oh, right, that right. have
0: not coached in the SEC that he brought with him. See Brian Kelly, if you're a head coach, your mind is in such a place that I truly believe you could be standing next to a, a real jet engine. And you're so zoned in, you got that double ear headset on that maybe it doesn't impact you like it would a normal human being just being right. placed on that sideline. But some of those assistant coaches that have a minute or two to breathe between series, when they experience that stuff for the first time, I was talking to one of them uh, down there recently. I said, Are you, do you understand what this place is like? And then I, I, pull, I pull the shh. No, you don't understand what it's like. <laughs> but don't worry. Right. You will soon understand what it's like. Um, I think that's, to be honest with you, if you're negotiating against another university in another conference and you're LSU and you're talking to a defensive line coach or an offensive line coach, whatever the case may be, and, and it's 50-50, this kind of stuff literally can be the deciding factor. Right. Just, just thinking to yourself, okay, everything else is equal. Salary is equal. Opportunity is equal. I can elevate here. I can elevate there. But, man, that place on Saturday night, I've heard so many things about that. And, you know, we got 30,000 empty seats in this place I'm coaching right now. Like, think about how big a trump card that is in your back pocket just because of what the fan base gives you every Saturday.
1: Right. And kicking that around, and, look, I'm going to give Brian a little bit of leeway. I mean, look, you're 11 and 11, and some LSU fans think that they can get to 10 wins. Now, they have the talent, Kayshaun Booty, Mason Smith, and others. But, look, (laughs) let's calm down. Let's see. Um. Of the coaches that are coming in, though, is there anybody that maybe outside of Brian Kelly that you're really looking at, not just in the SEC, but maybe even just new head coaches around the country? I know Lincoln's at USC, but is he maybe the biggest, you know, let's see what he can do with this team now? I mean, Billy Napier, a local guy going to Florida, um, but who are you w- wanting to see most at their new coaching uh, our new position um, our head coaching position, I should say?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit off the radar because I was thinking about this yesterday. All the names you just mentioned, I mean, we could, we could do an hour on each one of them. All of them are technically right answers. But I'll tell you one that fascinates me a little bit it's Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, I'll give you a couple of reasons why. The first is I've always been of the opinion that if I had a major head coaching job, I would never give it to a guy who's never been a head coach before. You can point me to Kirby and you can point me to Ryan Day. I know it's worked out sometimes. It's just my personal philosophy. If I am the caliber of Georgia or Ohio state or LSU or Oklahoma, I have elevated myself to such a position that I don't have to take chances like that. That's the way I look at it, but it's worked out. It's just, a it's just a philosophy, but with Brent Venables. So he's coming in now. Now I think that what I just said is on steroids, even more 2020 and moving forward because of the new eras we're in. Right. So it, it used to be that you already had a plate full of, of everything under the sun, if you're going to be a head coach for the first time. But now you've also got to understand NIL, which has (laughs) nothing to do with football, dude. That has nothing whatsoever to do with football. You did not learn that at Grand Valley State or Tulsa or wherever you were coming up. Um, I mean, think about marketing, brand appeal, market saturation. Think about all those things that you've never drawn up on a grease board in your life. Not only do you have to understand it, you've got to understand how to coordinate and navigate through that world and lead. Not just be a part of it. You're not in your third row in the classroom. You're having to lead that. That also understanding that you have to have an entire different sector inside your personnel department that has to do with college scouting, which you never had to have until a few years ago, because right. you never had to scout college players until a few years ago, because the portal didn't really exist as it does now until a few years ago. My point is, all this is new. So even the new, even even the longtime head coaches, are having to evolve on this stuff. You've never been a head coach before, and you're having to come into a situation where you got to learn all of what you used to have to know and then 20% extra. And then you add this on top of that. I was talking about recruiting in Southern California and Florida and Texas on last night's show. Mm -hmm. And the stat for Texas is not as bad as the other two. About 50% of the in-state kids, four and five star caliber from Texas have left over the past eight years. It's way worse in Florida and Cali. It's like 60% in each state. Well, a lot of those kids were going to Oklahoma. That's how Lincoln Riley won the way he did at Oklahoma. He had a lot of talent from Texas, had some California too. Right. I'm very curious if Brent Venables is going to be able to attack the state of Texas with Jimbo and Steve Sarkeesian and the NIL infrastructure that exists in Texas now, because look, I just threw a whole lot at you. I I just threw, having to understand all this new stuff and having to make your way in a very treacherous recruiting minefield that does not reside in your home state. And, And I've never seen you coach before at the head coaching level. So, I mean, I, I know they're excited about him, and they would tell you, we got our Sam Pittman. We got the guy who feels uniquely like Oklahoma. And for their for their sake, I hope they do. It's not like I'm rooting against Oklahoma, but I've seen Napier coach. I've seen Riley coach. Right. I have never seen Brent
1: Venables in a head
0: coaching position. Uh,
1: and, Josh, quite honestly, you just said that in four minutes, right? Like, all that compacted into one thing. And you don't – I mean, I agree with you. I wonder how he's going to uh, unpack that. And, look, even – Brian Kelly and his first and and Billy Napier and watching what A&M's doing. Uh, Let me stay there with Oklahoma and and Texas coming into the SEC. What do you think that that's going to even be like? Now you talk about Brent Venables and all that he has to do, but now both of those programs coming to the SEC, who knows exactly when they're coming. Uh, I'm sure you you might have a good guess, maybe better than I do. But, I, I mean, even that. The SEC is just going to be so far ahead of so many other conferences. And do you think that might be a reason why we didn't get a playoff expansion to of some of these alignments and changings and things like that?
0: Yeah. Look, everyone can give their take on why that thing didn't expand. I never wanted it to, so I don't care. But Me too. Everyone's got their reason. Even if your reason is not directly tied to OU in Texas, it ends up coming back to OU Texas. <laughs> this would have happened. <laughs> Right. We would be there if it weren't for OU, Texas. So so I guess God bless OU and Texas <laughs> of my persuasion. But I don't have a better guess than you do, because I don't even think anyone in Birmingham where the SEC office is, I don't think they know for sure. Like I think those I think those wheels are still moving behind the scenes. And there's there's so much that a lot of people who went to law school instead of the school we went to have to figure out. Uh, so whenever that happens, is whenever it happens. But I'll tell you this, I so I I I'm going to say used to, uh, for legal reasons. I used to hop freight trains. It's just fun. It's just something I do. It's a felony, whatever. I just do it for fun. But here's the thing about Dude, that's
1: trains. the second time you've said that on the show yeah. and it's gotten me both. Times. Here's, here's the thing. And, and kids pull out your
0: notebook. Cause I'm going to teach you something right <laughs> quick. I know when you sit at those railroad crossings and you see those trains going by slow, I know they look slow, but here's the, thing: even if they're going 10 miles an hour, You think to yourself, I can run 10 miles an hour. I could hop that thing. Well, on flat ground, well, some of you still couldn't. Let's be real. (laughs) Let's just be honest with ourselves here. Let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, But some of you could, some of you are athletic. Okay. But you're not running on solid ground. You're running on ballast. That's railroad terminology for rocks.
1: Right. Anyway,
0: I say that to say you grab onto those trains, you realize they're moving a little bit faster than you think they are, (laughs) even when they're going 10 miles an hour. And, that is my long-winded way of telling you when OU and Texas do arrive, I think you can prepare yourself as much as you possibly could. You know, I think you can you can read all the trivia books and you can certainly watch film on opponents. You can go to SEC media days. But, man, there's everybody knows that there's something different. Not about playing a game in the SEC. To me, that's always been the overrated aspect. Like, you can get yourself up. Uh, Oklahoma could go to Alabama this year. They may not win but they can prepare themselves for it. It's not that, man. It's never been that. It's the fact that you go back to South Carolina the next week, and the country would tell you, you know, know, sports writers will tell you, oh, South Carolina's not even ranked. That may be true. But they got four guys on the defensive front that are going to play Sunday ball. And then you come home, and whereas you would have normally had Kansas thrust into your lap, which hadn't always been good news for Texas, you get Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Mississippi State probably not ranked either. But, again, they have Sunday players. And just here's what you find out in the SEC. Ask a and about this last year. Just because Mississippi State barely finished above 500, your training room doesn't look any less full the next Sunday morning. Like, those bruises, they're not any smaller. You know, the, the, the injuries are not any less because your opponent only had seven wins. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's the big misconception is the totality, the cumulative effect, I, no, I don't think you can prepare for that fully.
1: Last one, we'll get you out of here because I see a lot of people asking about. We were talking. You talked about SEC Media Days, so they're firing in there. It's going to be our first SEC Media Days, by the way. And they say hashtag Ask Josh. Uh, SEC Media Days will be in Atlanta this year. What is your go-to restaurant in downtown? Okay, I'm going to give you a pass on this. I will.
0: I will be willing to take one more question only because of how bad this answer is going to be. Okay. There is not a human being on this planet that is worse to ask this question to (laughs) than me. I will will literally tell you there's a good Burger King on Exit 7. I'm the the kind of guy who will tell you, let's go Uber Eats Waffle House. Let's get that delivered to the Omni Hotel. Right, right, right. You may be staying at the Media Hotel. If you are, you want to probably not roll with me when you're around other peers that you want to impress. Because I'll just embarrass you. I know nothing about the culinary scene. Every time people come to Nashville, they say, Hey, man, where do I need to go? Hey, man, give me the hot spots. I'm sitting there on my phone.
1: Best places to eat in Nashville, (laughs) the city
0: I live in. I have
1: no clue. Hey, man, I'm not going to ever turn down a good Whopper. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) I've never turned down a Whopper, if you could tell. Do
0: you do do the real deal Whopper meat or do you do that newfangled stuff?
1: No, man, I, I, I do the real stuff, man. It's a former collegiate center. If you put yeah. a real, you got to put a real Whopper in front of me. You, I mean, look, yeah. man, I'll probably, I'll probably eat the other one too. Let's not get it twisted. But, you know, look, my wife had it though. And she said it was, it was good, but.
0: I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with my significant other, you know, exploring whatever kind of healthier option they want to. But look, if I go out at 63 years old, cause I went with the American Whopper over. Whatever <laughs> call that, like, so be it. I, I said the same. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's in that
1: meat, but who cares? It's good. Uh, last one, then. Last one. Is there a sleeper team for you in college football right now that you think that can make some waves maybe that we're not talking about? Mine is, honestly, Josh, in Tennessee. I- I- I'm really intrigued by Tennessee, especially offensively. But I got to tell you, from in talking about offensive line, what they did up front defensively I thought was pretty damn impressive, too. Uh, who would be your team around college football that you think is a sleeper?
0: Yeah, uh, so let me throw two. Out. Let me throw three of them at you. One of them I'm not going to talk about a lot. North Carolina last year was a crushing disappointment for everybody. Right. And if I would have told you in the preseason, North Carolina's not going to do anything this year, you would have just said, "Oh, Sam Howell must be getting hurt, right?" Well, right. he didn't. They just they just didn't meet expectation. And I remember TCU a couple of times over the last ten or fifteen years. They've been one year late to the expectation table. People expect something from them and they'll disappoint them. So then they'll, they'll not predict anything from them. And then they'll, they'll pop a 10 win season on you. I'd watch North Carolina. because They've been recruiting very well. They've stacked some classes on top of each other. They still got a really good staff up there, but the two that I'm paying attention to one of them's Michigan state, one of them's Baylor Michigan state right now. I'm not quite sure that I can put my finger on it, Um, but they've got a lot of, that kind of subcurrent feel that Arkansas has mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the sum being greater than the individual parts, so to speak. And they're doing, they're already doing a lot of stuff up there. They've got an attitude you're not supposed to have at Michigan. State. Right. Like that, that's how they would describe them. If you're an Ohio state fan or a Michigan fan or a Penn state fan, Michigan state is supposed to be a nice scrappy eight win caliber team that looks good on our resume They're supposed to know their role, you know, to to steal one of Dwayne Johnson's references. (laughs) They're supposed to know their role. They're supposed to give us a good, good hard-fought game, but we're supposed to win against them. And no one told Michigan State, you know, and and Mel Tucker, I mean, every time I look at him, he's on a plane somewhere recruiting. They've got to recruit nationally. They know they have to, but I I just think the, the branding of Michigan State is changing in such a way that Mel Tucker is finding an ability to sell it. And so I would watch them. But, look, I was around Dave Aranda last year. You guys have been around him at LSU. I had no idea um, how sharp that guy was. I knew, You don't make it to that level without being sharp. So I knew to some extent about him. But we spent some time with him uh, the, the weekend they beat Oklahoma. And after they beat Oklahoma, we spent some time with him. And, I mean, I'm talking about before he's gone to his press conference. Mm-hmm. And everyone's celebrating. The, the field got stormed. And he just came out of his locker room, and he tells me, you know, that's a problem. That celebration's a problem because mm-hmm. it really means we had to lose a game in order to get up for this. Right. And I think I'm probably breaking up a little bit on you. But, hey, it's short okay. answer, my answer is Dave Aranda-Baylor and Mel Tucker, Michigan State, with a sprinkling of North Carolina.
1: I love it, my friend. As always, you've been fantastic. I'm sure we'll see and talk to you soon. You can follow Josh at Late Kick Josh, 247 sports Go watch his shows. I'm in there religiously. Josh. Thank you so much, my friend, for for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.
0: I appreciate you, brother.
1: That's our good friend Josh Pate from 247 Sports. Dude just kills it, man. And, look, I hope he just gives me a job when he's a new commissioner of college football. Look, if the man wants a coffee, if he wants a water, if I could be a, a co-commissioner, a, a, an admin of sorts. <laughs> all right, very quickly, we'll get to all of these comments, and then we'll we'll get on out of here uh, talk about our good friends over, or my good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with him today at 225 614 1234. That's 225 614 1234. GMFS. They're changing lives. Look, I did not get to this Zion Williamson thing, uh, and I do want to more in depth. Um, but man, Zion's a problem. And we'll 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 have to get into that. And look, we're going a little bit over the one hour thing, and and we're technically on vacation, so we might pick that back up uh, tomorrow. Rick says Josh is a bad man, dude. He's probably he's got to be one of my favorite in the business. He he might be seriously, he might be. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of things we don't uh, agree on. We don't disagree on a lot, but man, to to be honest, I, I love what he's doing. Uh, for sure. Um, I, somebody talking about how much they spend on water. I, I don't, I don't know. Is that me? Because I drink so much water throughout the show. Man, I got to stay hydrated. Um, Pierce Lee says, Blake Ruffino, executive VP of college beverage affairs. <laughs> look, man, look, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Jacob Cole says Dave Aranda equals a cerebral assassin. That's true, man. That's true. I completely agree there. All right, guys. All right, guys. We're gonna call it a night. We'll see you back tomorrow. We got a lot to preview and get to. Uh, one last night in Fort Walton Beach, um, and we'll be live here. So we'll see you guys again soon. We'll see you tomorrow. You all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.
0: Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago,
1: Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a
0: maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.